SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Watching game time decisions. I am Gabriel Morenci, and I'm on a grid, and so is the raging redhead Cam Stewart. Let's uh, do this thing. We're on the clock, literally and figuratively. We got a major league uh, baseball game going off the board in a couple of moments. So uh, we'll get into that NBA basketball. We got a good one uh, going on right now. I, I would dare to say the series is on the line right now. As Oklahoma City aren't going to come back if they're down three games uh, to one. And it's crazy because Oklahoma City are hitting everything and playing as good as they possibly can, and they're still losing <laughs> no. by one point right now. And Houston it's doesn't true. even have Russell Westbrook. Cam, exactly. what's up, Cam? Now, you said it, Marenzi. Like, literally, um, Houston's up 13. Like, just before we start the show, I'm thinking, you said it. Like, Oklahoma City's nailing threes. Like, they don't really do this. And you said it. I'm telling you, like, honestly, if they were not playing well, Houston would probably be up, like, 20-plus in this game. But, hey, uh, Dennis Schroeder and the gang, they're grinding right now. And, uh, yeah, we got a one-point game going into the fourth quarter. Should be good. Bask uh, we got uh, baseball, Washington, and Miami going off the board, too, with our boy Voth. Sounds like the Star Trek uh, Enterprise. Our boy Voth pitching for the National tonight and then we got the indiana and uh, miami to follow so busy 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 yeah we're on the clock uh, right now i'm gonna get a piece of this baseball game as well uh cam it's it's been a five game series between these two teams this is the fifth yep. game they've split the first two and you know this marlins team cam this is the th they've used 33 pitchers this is their 33rd pitcher oh, <laughs> uh, today it's, it's already a franchise record they've only played 22 games <laughs> like, I know. It's like, it's, they've got dudes on a daily basis making their major league baseball debuts it's hard to keep up like there's like their lineup is just like ragtag uh right now that's the difference to me um that's the difference to me cam um that the Marlins injuries roster finally catches up to them tonight. Give me the Nationals to win this baseball game. I'm, I'm with you. And I also like another angle. If you look at Voth, despite him being 0-2, uh, he hasn't been that bad. Whereas the guy pitching for um, Miami uh, has a horrible track record, too. It's funny. You'd think uh, he hasn't pitched before at National Stadium, but he has with an ERA uh, ballooning around 8, I think, Marenzi. So I think Voth gets his first win. The boys will bat for him. I'm with you. Short price, almost a pick him. Give me the Nationals as well. I think they get it done. Yeah and win the series. Yeah, you're talking about uh, Pablo Lopez. Lopez, uh, yeah, the other yeah. Lopez. Pablo. Far cry from a uh, matchup of Cy Young's tonight. Hey, uh, Voth no, versus Voth and Lopez. Lopez? <laughs> <laughs> no, I <laughs> might take the over, but the Nationals are good enough. <laughs> I got to tell you, if they were allowed fans, I don't know how many would be there for this game, to be honest. Not, <laughs> like no, if I told you you were allowed to go to this game, you'd probably say, yeah, no thanks. <laughs> Yeah, Marenzi, for me to go to the game with, like, hockey playoffs and basketball playoffs on, it'd have to be, like, dollar dog or beer night for me to even consider going. You're right, on a regular night at National Stadium versus the Marlins, pass. Yeah, I don't believe they're going to have alcohol sales, uh, even with uh, with fans, although I don't know. Like, uh -huh. Florida, probably. Like, it'll probably be two yeah, for one. Yeah, Florida. Yeah, Limit Florida eight. and Te Texas. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Jerry, what do you mean I'm not selling beer? Of course I'm selling beer. Um, so, nevertheless. Yeah, so we're going to take... Um, we're going to take the Nationals here to get uh, get the party started on game time uh, decisions. I am on the Oklahoma City Thunder plus the points. I knew it was going to be a challenge. 
I've got a bunch of in-game action, player props, and everything else in between. Kevin Walsh will join us in a couple of minutes. Uh, we'll get into um, the Pacers and the Heat. And uh, Miami's just dominated the series, uh, guys. Like, they, they've won by an average of 10 points. Uh, but the games have actually been close. They're all close until, like, the final four or five minutes. And then the Pacers it's start, true. like, running into each other, kicking the ball out of bounds and um, doing a lot of other stupid things uh, late in the basketball game. I think the Pacers will show some pride, even though they're down three games to none, uh, just out of sheer frustration. Shout out to all of our radio affiliates joining us right now. I am Gabriel Morenci. I'm kicking it with the Raging Redhead Cam Stewart. We're talking NBA basketball. We have NHL playoff hockey on tap uh, this evening, 7 o'clock Eastern, in fact. The New York Islanders and the Philadelphia Flyers uh, get their series uh, started. Um, we've already got a couple of games um, under under our belts in the second round of the National Hockey League playoffs. So we've got a good basketball game going on right now as we speak. Uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Houston Rockets going uh, back and forth. And Houston, just such a dangerous team. Um, you know, you can slow them down for a couple of minutes, but it doesn't mean they're going to stop shooting. And there's always somebody that's going to uh, be open and uh, Eric Gordon's putting on a three-point uh, display, shooting display uh, right now. 96-95, a little under 10 minutes left uh, in this basketball game. Points could be in a premium, and those points that we have with the Oklahoma City Thunder. As far as the Pacers and the Heat are concerned, uh, Cam, you know the difference between the free throws, all right? Like yep. Jimmy Butler's a free throw machine, and you know Miami got to the free throw line like 52, 53 times, uh, in the last game, Indiana got there 28 times. It's a massive difference. The Pacers have to be more aggressive in the paint. And you can just tell sort of bad basketball teams, Cam, that just take bad shots, long twos. That's what the Pacers do. Nobody moves. Uh, there's not a lot of ball movement. Nobody really moves when they don't have the ball. It's all sort of ISO. It's like, all right, TJ Warren will score. Or then, and he's not scoring enough, Jimmy Butler's in his head. Oladipo, you know, like I said, there's just too much ISO play uh, with the Pacers. But I think the Heat, I think it's human nature, Cam, that early the Heat come out a little flat. They've beaten this team like a million times in the last two weeks. They played like as well, um, you know, in, in the bubble before the playoffs started. And I think the Pacers are just mad and sick of losing to this team, even if they know kind of, yeah, we're not winning four in a row, but... You know, we're not just going to roll over for these guys. I like the Pacers in the first quarter. Getting two and a half points in the first quarter. I like the Pacers come to play in the first 12. I agree with that, and I'll take them for the game, too. You're getting generous points. A lot of people think these guys are going to tap out. I'm with you, Marenzi. We're getting two and a half, three points of value, and this team has been close in the last game. They just fell, down, fell apart down the stretch. I'm there. I'm with the Indiana Pacers. I think it's a real tight game tonight. Give me the dog. All right, we're going to talk more NBA basketball coming up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Decisions continues. I'm Marenzi. We're kicking it with a raging redhead, Cam Stewart, but you already know that. Now you know that we welcome Kevin Walsh uh, to the program, who no doubt is watching this Houston Rock and Oklahoma City Thunder game as he joins us 
uh, right now. They're going back and forth uh, in this basketball game. And, uh, Kevin, I don't think it's an overstatement to say it's, it's, it's a must-win for the Oklahoma City Thunder. You know, they can't afford to go down three games uh, to one. Uh, they win this game. We've got a series on our hands, and it looks like this game is going to come right down to the wire. Who you're on? Who did you take uh, in this game? Yeah, you know, honestly, this series has been the toughest one to call, uh, probably rightfully so. Uh, I thought that the Rockets uh, might be on the ropes going into this series, even if Westbrook was healthy. So once I heard he was out, I thought this was tough. But then you start to get nervous because now all of a sudden I'm laying points with the Thunder. Then you watch the first two games, and I hated, I hated how Billy Donovan approached guarding James Harden, but Lou Dort has certainly done a nice job. I actually didn't play a side here pregame. I just took an Eric Gordon over three-point prop, and if you would have told me he was only going to shoot four threes, I'd be pretty nervous about it, but the dude's money, and uh, we're, we're looking good. You know what? Eric Gordon, um, you know, he hadn't been hitting threes, but he'd been taking threes. Guy yeah, took 23-point shots 20. in the last – yeah, he took 20 shots. So when you're looking at a prop, that's what I look at, guys. When you're when you're betting a three point prop, it's a, it's a good point to bring up actually. Yeah, don't really look at how many shots he made in the last game. If you're like, oh, he only made one, or he missed, he one hit one. Look at how many attempts the guy takes per night, and it's just the law of averages, right? Mm -hmm. If you know, doesn't matter. This guy's gonna take eight to ten three point shots again, even if he's missing, he's still gonna unload. Then then it's worth worth a look. You know, we jumped in on some mid game uh, player props. And um, looking good, Chris Paul. Chris Paul only had four points at the half. The, uh, the his point prop at the at the half was fourteen and a half. He's at eighteen uh, right oh, now. Yeah, so we we cashed that. Dennis Schroeder as well. Dennis Schroeder, uh, his prop was at twenty three and a half, and he's at twenty four. So it's nice to get those out of the way. I got suckered into jumping in on an in game over. Uh, in this basketball game, and I don't, I don't, I'm not so sure that's going to get there. But we'll keep our eye on this game for everybody. Uh, but let's talk about the game that's coming up uh, right now: the Miami Heat and uh, the Pacers. Um, six and a half point point spread. They've won by an average of uh, a little more than ten points a game. But as me and Cam alluded to off the top, the games have actually been close. Miami just pulls away late. And Miami has clearly been the better team. They're shooting like it's their lights out. Uh, they're, they're killing it from, from three, and they're putting the Pacers uh, in, a, in a tough spot. I think there's going to be points in this game, though, guys. Um, I, I like this game to go over the number, and uh, both uh, me and Cam are pulling the trigger on the Pacers plus the points. Give me the Pacers in the first quarter plus two and a half, and then give me the Pacers plus the six and a half in the game and the over in the game, Walsh. What are you doing with this one? I, you know, Cam told me about that kind of desperate team angle in the first quarter that you had played in, in a couple of those spots, and I thought that that was fantastic. Look, so I played this series here. I laid a game and a half with the Heat, so I'm kind of in a very good spot where I don't want to give any money back looking to lay points or hedge off, off the Pacers, who offensively have been uh, a bit of a disaster. I think this might be more of a props market game for me as well. Uh, I'm taking a look at Jimmy Butler over points, over assists, maybe just grab it all together, points, rebounds, assists. I also think TJ Warren has to finally have a good game. You, you kind of talked about the attempts. He's been blank in terms of makes from deep in his last two outings, but he did have four in that first game. Uh, I think you can get over one and a half threes made with TJ Warren, which is a super low number. And you got to think that this team is going to be bombing today. There's no reason not to go out there. Very well could be their last game of the season. So uh, I think trying to play some overs in the prop markets and the over under here is frustrating because I tried to play it the first two games, got burned. 
sat out game three and the thing flew over the whole way. Um, but going over again is probably the right call. I've been riding the over in this series, and I'll continue to do so. Cam, what's your opinion on this game this evening? Yeah, I, I got to be honest with you. I don't really like uh, the total of the game, but uh, I'd lean, I guess I would go over. Um, I, I, just, I just think this. I think when you get an inflated dog, and if the Pacers have any type of pride, they show up in this game. And let's remember this. The Philadelphia 76ers, they lost that last game, but they backdoor covered that game too, right? And that game was tied for a while, and they pissed it away, and they still they still covered. They still covered at the end. It was a little bit lucky, but that's the way it is when you're getting these teams that used to be plus four, and you're getting plus six and a half. You're getting a little bit of a bigger number. I don't necessarily think Miami's going to run away with this game. I actually wouldn't be shocked if Indiana won this game. I think it goes right down to the wire, though, and I'll take the generous points, Bretzi. As for the total, I have no interest in it. One of the reasons why I do like the total is uh, we alluded to this earlier, all the free throws, all the free throws that happened in this series. And it's by design is Eric Spolstra, who I'm actually surprised he was sharing the uh, the secret, uh, the secret in- ingredient, secret, uh, like the ingredient uh, of like, yeah, the method to their madness. And he stated mm-hmm. like we do it deliberately to set the tempo and the pace of the basketball game. You know, if we you know we, we don't like the way things are going, we just sort of take it to the free throw line because we got guys that know how to just sort of get a foul called on them right away. And they, they had 52 free throw attempts, guys. Uh, meanwhile, the Pacers had 28. And it was, it was much discussed, sort of the Pacers talking about how they were getting screwed uh, by the refs. So it's going to be something to keep your eye on here. I'd expect the Pacers to be a little bit more aggressive in the paint, and they're going to try to get some free throws uh, as well. And uh, free throws lead to overs. Points put mm-hmm. up on the board without the clock ticking uh, is the key uh, here. I like this game to go over the number. I mean, look, the last game, 124-115. Uh, this isn't like same with the Utah Jazz. The Pacers and the Jazz don't play the same styles that they used to. People just don't see them much. But the Pacers actually play uh, pretty pretty up-tempo, actually. Um, they like to shoot. They've got a lot of guards um, and smaller dudes. Uh, they got a lot of scores uh, on the floor. Uh, they're just getting overmatched. Miami's a good basketball team, and I'll tell you what, guys, I believe that the Miami Heat will beat the Milwaukee Bucks. And if they don't beat them, it's going to be a bloody battle that goes seven games. Milwaukee's going to get all they can handle from Miami. I think Miami will beat them, though. I'll bet on Miami in the series price. Kevin, who do you like um, if uh, Miami, Milwaukee? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've been back in Miami since October. Um, and all Miami has done is given me more and more reason to, to like them when you consider how they've matched up with the Bucs during the regular season. Uh, Jimmy Butler, like, legit playoff performer. I think that that's fair to say. They have the ability to get hot from deep. My biggest concern with the Bucs, honestly, again, I still think that they are much better than I think maybe the people who I'm sitting here on the show with. But Mike Budenholzer legitimately does not care that it's the playoffs. And he just keeps running out these regular season rotations where you're in the middle of the fourth quarter and he just sends Giannis to the bench. And then he brings Giannis back in, but he subs out Chris Middleton. And, like, if that's going to be a thing where he's like, yeah, Giannis and Middleton, they're playing 32 minutes no matter what. If you're not going to win that way. You have to have your best guys out on the court. They have to be ready to go 38-plus. And, he and like, you can't tell me that like ah, it's the magic. Like no, you should be getting ready for that here against Orlando, and like that's why Orlando keeps coming back into these games because Budenholzer doesn't let them put the death nail in. Their roster gets exposed in the playoffs, in my opinion. Milwaukee are a good regular season team because Giannis puts up massive numbers every night. He's just he's going to be the best player on the floor basically ninety eight percent of the time. Uh, but when you get into the playoffs, 
you know, there's a lot of these guys, like, is Pat Connington scaring anybody? Defense, you know what I mean? We, we go down the list of these guys. Lopez, yeah, he's all right. You yeah. know, like, you know, like, Chris, they, they, they gave massive money to Chris Middleton. Bledsoe doesn't make massive money, but he got a chunk of it. And quite frankly, like, they're not great. Like, they get, I think they'll just get overmatched. Miami are just deeper uh, than they are. And the thing with Milwaukee, if you notice, Cam, you notice in all these games, it's always, they're always sort of panicked. You know what I mean? Like, it's never yeah, like, they like a lot of, a lot of good teams, like, even like if it's a close game, it's like, yeah, you know what I mean? Don't worry, it's close, but they're calm. And then they just sort of pull away. Like, Milwaukee is just sort of like, it's, it's helter skelter uh, for them all the time. It seems like they're walking a tightrope and things can implode. They're lucky they're playing Orlando. We'll put it that way. They've got very problems. lucky. I talked about it before. They, you know, there's really guys. You can say oh, it didn't matter. You lost as nineteen and a half point favorites, guys. All right. Yeah, you, know, you can say it yeah. didn't matter. You, you lost nineteen and a half point favorites, then you lost game one, and these games have been closer than the final scores would indicate. Cam today. I'll tell you another thing, just in hockey terms of the Leafs. They have two, they have, they have a couple star players and the rest of their team stinks. They have no balance. Look at the Raptors bench, what they did to the Nets. Kyle Lowry gets hurt and everybody steps up. That's the problem with Milwaukee. As Giannis fails and Middleton fails, so do the Bucks. I'm not scared of yeah, the Bucks. Raptors bench put a hundred up. Hundred. Damn right. right. Hit the Lakers and the Blazers. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You are listening and watching Game Time Decisions. I'm Marencio. We're kicking over to Raging Redhead Cam Stewart. Uh, We've got uh, a very, very close NBA basketball game going on right now. It's a 105-104 with a little more than three minutes uh, remaining. It's been a one-point game uh, since we started this show, guys, actually. It really is this close. 105-104 right now for the Oklahoma City Thunder. And I tweeted out and I said at the half, give me Chris Paul over the uh, 14 and a half points. He's at 18. Uh, but I've got Dennis Schroeder over 24 and a half. He's at 24. Come on, Uh-oh. Dennis. Get to the free throw line, buddy. <laughs> One shot. One free throw. Anything. Yeah, I think he made a layup, didn't he? I love Dennis' side job. He's that little, that little... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Dennis. All right. So this is one of the few times I'll appreciate the uselessness of box scores. I got to tell you. Yeah. Quality, quality of live box score um, um, stats. It's gone way downhill, Down. man. I remember the good old days when they used to have runners calling it in and sit there on the phone all day. I don't know what you guys are doing now, but it's not working. Go back to the old runner days. Um, yeah, Kevin, I'm sure you'd like that job. I imagine you'd be perfect for that, Kevin, actually. You'd yeah, love it. Good. Just imagine you hang out in the Yankee Stadium press box all night. All you do is you just sit on a phone with another dude uh, and just say, ball. Strike. The problem is, the problem is, I like the game on my phone and I get distracted. That's how, like, that's how, that's like, that's how, like, these are made. Like, basically, Cam knows there's made. They're called runners, so basically, they call it it. Stringers. So same thing with basketball. Stringers, runners. They're good. Same with basketball. There'd be a guy, Eric Gordon, for three, and then Buddy types it in right away. It's like simultaneous. It's like their quickest way, but. I don't know. They they changed the way that they used to do it, but no, no, you got plenty of time, Kevin. Trust me. I used to sit with these guys. 
They, yeah. they have like multiple conversations going on. They're on the phone with their yeah. like, yeah, they're on the phone with their yeah. wife. It's kind of like, be, it's kinda like ball, being like, in yeah. court, Kev. You know, the stenographer is like, yeah, this guy had an axe and he was going to murder his neighbor. But instead, yeah, Eric Gordon pulls up for three, you know, Giannis running layup. Yeah, it's stuff like that. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's right in your wheelhouse. I agree with Marenzi. The real like good it. guys are, are stringing for a couple of a uh, couple of yeah. uh, networks at once. Even in That's the old true. days, it was like 75 bucks a game, 100 bucks a game. It's not yeah. bad. It's not, not a bad job uh, if you can get it. Um, so, and what's the score right now? High, high drama here. 105, 104, still under three minutes uh, remaining uh, right now. All right. Uh, so, the only thing more uh, predictable than, um, than L.A. Charger wide receiver Mike Williams being hurt is um, the fact that I'm sure Kevin Walsh likes the Lakers tonight. You like what? the Blazers or the Lakers tonight? <laughs> I mean, listen, they went down 1 0, and I'm like, what a game. You, a you got to get yourself a Laker, like, uh, pennant well, it would back be, there. Flat wouldn't it be disingenuous, though? I got to get a LeBron pennant. The Laker pennant, because eventually, That's true. right? If he has to move teams, the Laker pennant then becomes useless to me. So I'd have and to get the LeBron pennant. You'll, you'll go along with him. That's right. Can't wait. Where are we going next? I'm seeing the whole world. What a treat. <laughs> you're, you're, you're going around the league. Um, so listen, t- talking about key talking about key games uh, as far as the series is concerned, this is as key as it gets tonight as well. Although I'll tell you what, guys, and I was reading the quotes uh, and um, uh, from the Portland Trailblazer players, and they all said, it's all good. You know, we're good. We're down 2-1. We know what we need to do. There's no panic at all uh, in this room. And I actually believe that. You know, Karen, there's some teams that just sort of, like, they don't play well unless it's desperate and things are bad and their backs are against the wall. Portland are that team. Like, we saw how Portland responded in the bubble when they were under pressure and they really didn't have a lot of uh, room for error to lose. And they got through it. I can't guarantee they're winning this game. I can't guarantee any team's going to win any game. And I'm not even sure they win this game tonight, but I think it's a close one. And I like the points this evening with the Blazers, uh, Cam. I think the Blazers play their best game of the series. Uh, I think they play like they did in game. Like, I expect the Blazers to be at their best. They, they know the series is on the line. They can't be down three games to one to this powerful uh, duo of LeBron and AD. I think the Blazers come to play tonight. I agree. I think the Blazers show up. I think they're going to be up a lot of this game, and the Lakers are going to grind back. I think it's going to be a very, very close game. Absolutely shocked. Uh, the money line for the Lakers, minus 370. Sure, you can go lay it. I definitely won't be. I'll be taking the points with the Portland Trailblazers at 7.5. I hope people bet the Lakers and bring the line up. I, I, I agree with everything you're saying. I think Lillard shows up. I think the rest of the core shows up. I think they understand going down 3-1 to one is basically a death blow for them. So I expect their best effort right down to the stretch, and I'll take the generous points in that game. Give me the Blazers plus 7.5. Lillard scored 34, Kevin, uh, with the dislocated finger. He said that it was a problem for him. Not so much shooting, but ball handling. He said it was, it was hurting, and it was an issue. He, he was having a hard time controlling the basketball. Uh, he stated, yet he still scored 34. So I, I would expect the finger to be a little bit better uh, this evening. I think he'll be a little bit more used uh, used to it tonight. But I don't. That's not really the key there. You know, the the, the key. Listen, man, LeBron and AD have stepped it up, right? Like they they just yeah. have. It's as simple I as mean, that. They're hard to stop when they play as well as they are. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, look, here's the thing with the Lillard situation, okay? Because that number is 33 and a half tonight for him. He scored 34 and was five of 11 from deep and 13 of 14 from the line. If he even shoots a couple less free throws, a little less efficient from deep, I think it's going to be hard for him to get over that number. Now, here's the thing that you guys have working for you, right? As Blazers backers, they've not had a lights out performance uh, offensively yet. The caveat there, though, is I don't know if that's in them for this series because they are playing an excellent defense. And for all the flaws that might exist there with this Lakers roster, when they're locked in, they are a great defensive team. And the Blazers, after the first quarter in game one, right, where I think a lot of people thought the Lakers could come out slow to a Blazers team and they've basically been playing playoff basketball for two weeks at that point, have only gotten over 30 points once. And it was game two's fourth quarter of garbage time where no, neither team had a single starter in. That's the worry there is that I don't know if, for, you know, worry for you guys, not for me, uh, is if the Blazers have that ability to go out there and maybe put up the 120 points that they need to to win this game. I think playing Lillard under might be an angle. I'll tell you, the, uh, I'll tell you guys something that I don't think you would ever expect to hear from me. You might want to play LeBron under 29 and a half as well. He's not yep. really strung together a lot of 30-point like back-to-back games because he doesn't really have to. Like on the heels of a 10-point game, playing LeBron under was a fool's errand, and he responded with 38. But now tonight it might be you know a little bit more back to kind of business as usual, 27, 12, and 10. Well, the Lakers, of course, are up uh, two games to one in this series. Um, it's also They're also 2-1 against the spread uh, in this series as well. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, Portland won the first game 100 to 93. L.A. won the second game 111 to 88. And then they won um, they won game three, 116 to 108. All three games have gone under the number, except batters just keep clicking away <laughs> on the overs. Yeah. <laughs> sure do. I, I, That's what I we do. Over, I took the over on Saturday. I got a push at 224. I had it at 224. I got a push. But it's interesting that it's up to 226 and a half uh, right now, Kevin, despite the fact that it's gone under three consecutive times. Yeah, I mean, again, it's, it's you know, people would expect pretty much it's all the Blazers, right? They're not great at defense, and they have an offense that, that usually can score points. I'm just not sure if they can against this Lakers team. I would tell you this. It's a little eerie to me that the Lakers' first game back after the tragedy of Kobe Bryant passing was against this Blazers team, and now here on 824 with them wearing the Mamba jerseys a day after his birthday, here they are playing the Blazers again. It's just one of those, like, crazy how the world works out type of things. Um, yeah, you know what? I've learned as I got old, uh, Kevin, there's an anniversary and a twisted number for everything. Yeah. <laughs> there, yeah. there, there really is, but, yeah, no, it is yeah, it's something I almost don't want to get in front of. Actually, the the Kobe the Kobe magic mm-hmm. uh, here the, here this evening, uh, but you know the Blazers will be every bit as um, every bit as as motivated uh, to be part of the special night uh, tonight oh, 100%. as well. Um, yeah, the total is challenging. I'm not ready to jump in pregame here, Ken. This is something I'm going to be looking at in game. Maybe if we get a little bit of a slower start, I can jump in because you know they've been getting sort of closer right to the totals but like Kevin said there hasn't just been that clean sort of you know sort of track meet between these uh, two teams and the Lakers are a good defensive team that does get lost in the shuffle 
Yeah, it does. And another thing is, you guys said it, people just blindly want to take the overs, and it was going that way in the bubble for a while, but eventually, you know, the numbers, uh, it finds itself where you're not where you're not going to get there. Tonight, though, on the other hand, um, you know, you said it, it's been creeping. I would actually look at the over tonight rather than the first three games going under because uh, I think that's, uh, you know, I think both teams' offenses are going to be very efficient tonight. And I think Portland understands what they have to do and not score the basketball against the Lakers. But you guys bring up good points. Uh, the Lakers' defense is better than people think, but I really believe the Blazers will be chucking tonight, and I think a lot of those shots are going down. Actually, I would look to the over tonight in this game. Since the first three games went under, I would uh, think maybe we do have that uh, track meet game. And I'll just quickly uh, so add, guys, with the Lakers, they went over their team total by a half a point of 115, scoring 116. They did that with missing 15 free throws. Like the Lakers could be mm. due for a buck thirty tonight themselves. The Oklahoma City Thunder have pulled away. They're up by five points with eighteen seconds remaining. We could have a series on our hands uh, here. Yeah, sure, good. Locked up at two. I saw Westbrook Kevin taking shots before the game uh, today. Mm. Um, so, what is Iron Maiden shirt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, Kobe jersey today. Yeah, I got it. Oh, really? I got, oh, okay. Yeah. I, I got to sell him, send, send him a new homicide uh, record. Yeah, yeah, Westbrook. yeah. Wear it. I, well, you know, Westbrook's one of those guys that wears metal t shirts just for the fact. Exactly. Like he, wears, exactly. he wears Ramones t shirts all the time. It's like, yeah, I bet yeah. you can't name one Ramones song. No. <laughs> Only I, listens I agree to Nipsey Hustle, but he likes the shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He, like, <laughs> he likes the skeleton, Eddie. All right, we'll get a baseball pick from Kevin on the other side and we'll let him go. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Game time decision continues. I am Gabriel Moretz, and we're kicking it with a Razor Redhead Cam Stewart. As always, Kevin Walsh steps up and in and joins us uh, right now. Sports Grid's uh, very own uh, Kevin Walsh. Get on the grid. So it's 115-111 right now, guys, with eight seconds remaining. This game um, just won't end. Um, so we'll keep our eye on this. We have the Pacers and the Heat uh, set to tip off as well. And if you're just joining us, I'm on the Pacers plus the points. I actually got it up to seven, so um, minus one twenty at seven. I like seven, the over yeah. in the game, seven now. Mm-hmm. and give me the um, give me the Pacers in the first quarter plus two. Pacers in the first quarter plus two. Cam, you're on the Pacers plus the points, right? I am definitely on the Pacers plus the points. I don't know. I like your first quarter angle, but I'm just going to play them for the game and hope uh, they show some guts and uh, grind it out today. I would actually think the Pacers have a chance to win this game. I'll take the points. Kevin Walsh uh, kicking it with us. So, uh, Kevin, uh, quickly, Miami and the Pacers, and we'll get uh, your baseball thoughts. Yeah, I mentioned, guys, I think going with the props uh, alongside T.J. Warren and Jimmy Butler, both of them for for the day. day. And also the good thing about doing in-game live as often as I do is whenever I'm uh, here or there on a game, I get to say, ah, catch me on in-game live. I'll give you a pick then. All right. Uh, So Major League Baseball, what do you got? I got two for you. One of them I think you're really going to like, and I wouldn't be surprised if you're already on. The other one is the Diamondbacks-Rockies game to go under 10. The D-backs have played five straight unders. The Rockies have played uh, way more to the under when they're out of Coors Field. I think that that number might be a little bit high. The other one that I wouldn't be surprised if you're already on is Trevor Bauer over 
seven and a half strikeouts. He's gone over that number in uh, three of his four outings. One of them was against the Brewers where he struck out 12. And also the one game where he went under seven and a half, he threw seven strikeouts. He's been fantastic this year. The minus 140, the Brewers coming back home after being swept by the Pirates. I'm not sure, but I do think that Bauer can strike out double digits. I like it. I like it. Love it. Love it. I've got uh, I've got another strikeout prop uh, tonight, actually. Casey Mize. Casey Mm. Mize. Um, So he's the Detroit Tiger phenom pitcher. Yeah, Cam. Phenom pitcher, this kid. Makes his, uh, maybe remember last week he made his big league debut. Now he makes yep. his home debut, and like I said, he's like he's the um, he's the jewel of their organization. Like he's the, like the future ace of their organization. And listen, he went four and a third in his debut. He struck out seven guys. He struck out seven batters wow. in four and a th- four and a third innings. And in fact, he's the he was the first Detroit Tiger pitcher in the history of their franchise. And guys, the Tigers, they're not the Marlins. They've been playing a while. <laughs> like the Tigers are one of those yeah, teams that's been around like for 120 years. You know what I mean? Like the Tigers have been around a long time. They've had some good pitchers over the years, too. No one's ever struck out seven in their debut before. He did it in four and a third. He was a strikeout machine. Guy pitched a no-hitter last year in double A. Like he really is wow. really like a stud, this kid. And um, the last guy to do this, in fact, it was like the only guy to do it. Strasburg struck out seven in his Major League Baseball debut. Steven Strasburg did um, in 2010. Um, so I'm going to go over the number here. Four and a half strikeouts for oh, mines. Love it. Four, four and a half. That's yeah. low. Yeah. Sold That's me. Low. And you sold yeah, me really on the power. Yeah. There we go. And what, you know what I, was about the, I was thinking about the under. No, I like the Bauer prop, too. Um, I like the under. It's eight and a half in this baseball game. What do you think, Cam? Cam's not really a big total guy, but Kevin, you know, both uh, both Minnesota and Cleveland, they have the second and fourth best ERAs in baseball, respectively. They're both under machines. They're both like the biggest under teams in baseball. Yeah, it makes sense. And Brett Anderson, I think, is looked at as the Brewers' ace, right? If they're if they're going to have one guy that would probably fit that billing, so yeah, I don't see why not. And that's the thing; it happens a lot, right? We see eight and a half. Ah, that's low. But, yeah, it's low for a reason, right? I think this being a, you know, a 4-2 baseball game either way, totally reasonable. Maeda is another strikeout prop guy, Cam. Maeda. He's been great. He's been great this year. Somali's been good, too. So, like, that's why I'm I'm, I'm going under the number. I'm going under eight and a half. They're all tough, Cam. They are. They are. But I am going to say, I, I, I am, I, am say, I will attach myself to the Reds game and get everything. I like Cincinnati tonight. I know it's a buck 40. Uh, I just think uh, Gray is the guy for this. Uh, Bauer's the guy for this team that just shuts it down. He's 3-0 and on the season. The guy's ERA is, what is, is that 0.68? This is unbelievable. Like, this is the thing. And the Milwaukee Brewers can't hit the, their weight of a paper bag against the Pirates. The Reds have had heartbreaking losses against uh, a good Cardinals team. Give me the Reds tonight to go into Milwaukee and get it done with a way better pitcher. 117-114, final score. Final. The Oklahoma City Thunder tie the series. like to see That's that. That's awesome. Just like the Blazers and the Lakers are going to be in about six Woo! hours, Kevin. Hope so. You bet so. on that eighth seed was always inevitable. Even though Zion didn't get there, it was always inevitable you were going to bet on that eighth seed. Hey, listen, right. at least you got your, your game one money line, right? That kind of covered the rest of the game you're going to throw away. Settle down, Walsh. Settle down. We got a, yeah. 
there's been, listen, listen, there's been three games in this series. I won sure. one, I lost one, and I pushed one. It's all good. Oh. One, yeah. one and <laughs> it's one. all good. And then tonight, yeah. we will see. I'm like Carmelo. I'm like Carmelo. We got nothing to worry about. <laughs> we got nothing to worry about. We... Don't compare yourself to Carmelo. You're better than that. They... Don't bring yourself. No, I got no. Carmelo's got about 138 million dollars. Carmelo's better than you, Gabe, and you too. Yeah, the guy's no a cha- national yeah, champion no, 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 in Syracuse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Cav, yeah, you, you got high. Carmelo. You're putting yeah. me and Morenci yeah. in high esteem. Carmelo's he's fine. Current Melo, he's a Hall of Fame. Current Melo, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, I'm just talking about current Melo. Like, that's not great. Game 20 last game, they still lost. That's Listen, he's spot. in the NBA, and I'm sitting here yeah. talking about it. He's doing all right. Exactly. I, I got. I, yeah. And I, yeah. What's my claim to fame? Getting getting well, good deals right. at the grocery store. Carmelo's doing quite quite well. I'll, I'll take Carmelo. Have the first round us. leaderboards, Cam, that have cash. Uh, Don't sell yourself short. Yeah. I remember when you were just a humble kid from Queens, Walsh. Now you're like a big time. Right? <laughs> you know what it is. Like... You know what it is, Gabe. This is the problem. Is I was is I was uh, absent here from GTD talking to you for what felt like a couple of weeks. So I just had to come yeah. back on here, make sure I had a good performance. My dad was getting worried. He goes, "What's going on? Oh, yeah, Are you yeah. talking to the fellas yeah, anymore?" Don't worry. I said, I don't worry you're about all... it. We're back. We're back. You're always on the team, Walsh. Don't worry about it. Good to have you back. So just quickly on the way out uh, here, uh, Raptors, Raptors and Celtics, who you got in the series? I'm excited for it. I've not seen a series price yet. Uh, it does feel like it's going to go long, right? I, you know, six at least, if not seven games. Uh, I think the Celtics front-end guys really, really did impress me to pull off a sweep there, but we all know how good of a coach Nick Nurse is. This is one other comment I'll just make to you when it comes to the Eastern Conference, right? With the Heat and the Bucks, you'd expect to get the job done. Like, Budenholzer's the worst coach, right, that remains in the Eastern Conference. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't like saying worse, but yes, like you said, there's no adjustments. He, he, they he just, ranks he last. Just he ranks there, last. Yes. He ranks like, last, yes. You know, Definitely. I just, it was one of those no, things that, right. like, there's as I was looking at left. it. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Bolster's a good coach, uh, great coach. Nick Nurse, a great coach. Stevens, um, he's Yeah, Brad he's Stevens. Good. I think, yeah, Brad Stevens hasn't proven it. I think Brad Stevens might be. I think Brad Stevens' rep is on the line here. If Brad Stevens beats Nick Nurse, then you got to tip your cap to him. Um, I don't think he will. I think the rebounding and the size will be the difference uh, in this series. Uh, but Kyle Lowry's health is a, a major yeah. issue yeah, uh, as well. Yeah, big, big, uh, maybe, maybe, yeah. Yeah, fortunately, they, they, the, the series doesn't start until Thursday. As Kevin mm-hmm. stated, FanDuel doesn't have a series price up yet. I think they're waiting for more Kyle news. Uh, mm-hmm. But they do have a number up for game one. No total, but the Toronto Raptors are one-and-a-half-point favorites. One-and-a-half-point favorites. They play Thursday night, game one, Thursday night. Kevin Walsh, Sports Grid. Check him out uh, in a little more than an hour tonight on In Game uh, Live. Who are you uh, doing the show with tonight? Me and your man, Scott Wetzel, tonight. Wetzel! Oh, Wetzel. Yeah, yeah, WW Incorporated. Yeah. That's what we call you guys. <laughs> yeah, WW Incorporated, the same thing. WW right, King. Uh, so following me and Cam at 8 o'clock, Kevin Walsh will step up with Scott Wetzel. Good stuff, Walsh. Good to have you back. Say hi to, uh, Thanks, guys. to, uh, to uh, Kevin Walsh uh, Sr. Senior. Yes, will do. Will do. All right. <laughs> There's a Kevin Walsh Jr. Uh, yes. with us. <laughs> Raging Redhead, Cam Stewart. So 117-114 uh, final score. Cam, nice. let's get into the pucks uh, right now. Yes. We've got a game let's coming up it. in a little more than 10 minutes. The New York Islanders and the Philadelphia Flyers. Um, hard to believe, man. These guys haven't played in the playoffs in like forever, Cam. 
Long like, time. Um, yeah, like since the 80s. Like, the, I think yeah. it was 1987. <laughs> I can't. Yeah, it's top of my head. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's it's been like yes, yeah, it's been forever, man. And these teams hate each they other. They would have collided, you know, somehow. Yeah, you, like, yeah the Islanders. Yeah, just, they, yeah, yeah. I don't know, Gabe. I got to tell you, like, I love what the Islanders did, and I'm on them. I'm just really scared. I think a lot of people are on them now too. It's just Philadelphia was very lackluster beating um, the Montreal Canadiens and. Sometimes, and I'll even admit this, you know, hockey's a lot of luck. Compared to other sports, usually in hockey, you can dominate a team and lose. It's dependent on goaltending, breaks, you know, bars, all that, all sorts of things. The Islanders, on the other hand, just did their job against Washington. I got to believe they can do it against Philly, despite Philly playing the same type of game as then. Philly, the goaltending, Varlamov's been good for the Islanders. Hart's been good. But the thing is, Beauvillier. He's my guy. I think he's the key for the Islanders, him and Barzell. The Flyers will have problems with that type of speed. And the Islanders' third, fourth line, like guys like Cal Clutterbuck and Sezikis like to hurt people. Like these guys, the Islanders have a complete team, skill and toughness. So they're not afraid of the Flyers. And I think they have a coaching edge, trots over Vigneault. I agree with uh, a lot of what you said here. And I look at this matchup between these two teams. It's interesting. They played three times this year. The Islanders won all three times. They've actually beaten the Philadelphia Flyers four straight times, four straight overs as well. So the Mm -hmm. Islanders have beaten them four straight times, and there's been four straight overs, although I do think it's going to be a lower-scoring game this evening once again. To me, the difference is, Cam, the Philadelphia Flyers could not have had more puck luck than they did against the Montreal Mm -hmm. Canadiens. The Canadiens literally hit like 15 post and crossbars um, in, in the series. They also had a lot of calls go their way, all right? And I do personally believe um, that the National Hockey League didn't want the Montreal Canadiens advancing, Ken. You know, they already knocked off the Pittsburgh Penguins and Crosby. That upset them enough. They weren't going to, like, be denied from a Philadelphia-New York television market uh, matchup. And Philadelphia got the calls. Philly's not going to get the calls now. They're playing against a team from New York. New York's market is large. Yeah, it's not the Rangers, but still, it's still New York. So suddenly Philadelphia doesn't get the calls as um, Canadian teams always get screwed in the NHL playoffs. Um, and the Raptors play uphill too. It just is the way that it is. So they're not going to get the calls. Plus, I think the Islanders are better than the Montreal Canadiens are. Um, the Islanders the Islanders know, the Islanders play a style that's going to give the Flyers problems. I think the Flyers are going to be on their heels uh, once again here. I don't think the Flyers are that good. And I'll tell you what, Cam, this is all written into the number because I thought I would be getting plus 125 or something like that. Yeah, Stupid me, it's plus thing. 100. Like the odds makers, know. they know the Islanders are good. They know the Islanders can beat them. That's why it's plus 100 only. Yeah, it's it's uh, that's the thing. It, it opened up at like plus, I think, 110, and people have bet it down. A lot of people are on the Islanders, but I can't back off just because people are betting the Islanders. I think they're a more complete team, nobody too. I just, was impressed with their, nobody was impressed with their win against the Canadians. Why, the Flyers? Oh, there was, yeah, that was a horrible. They was actually one of the worst performances in beating a team in a series. They didn't deserve to win that series, but they did. They got lucky, and now they're playing the Islanders, and the Islanders will have a game plan for Philadelphia. They can expose Philadelphia, I agree, especially on the back end. Game ones are always weird, though, right? Like when it's a new matchup after a team has played something. Like you saw Vancouver was just like blown away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, It was just, you know, they'll be be better in game two. So, you know, there's always concern. Listen, 
This game could, it's a low number here, guys. There's four and a half out there right now. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Competition continues. I am Renzi. We're throwing it down with a raging redhead. Cam Stewart in game live comes up next with me and Cam. And then, of course, it's Walsh and Wetzel at 8 o'clock uh, Eastern. So, uh, Cam, as far as 7 o'clock games coming up uh, right now, what are you taking a look at? What are you going to be betting on? As, uh, yeah, I'm just taking a look at the baseball board game. Probably going to attack it on in-game live. Uh, early other games, I like uh, I like the Cincinnati Reds uh, to get it done. They're, they're a little bit of a favorite at minus 140, but I like them. We are on the Indiana play- Pacers plus seven in that uh, basketball game there. And that's basically it. Later on tonight, I'm going to take Colorado in hockey, but going to play it in-game tonight. I think find these baseball games very, very tight and difficult. I think more unders than overs on the card tonight. Maybe uh, some uh, good pitching. I like where you're going with that under in that uh, Cleveland. Minnesota game teams uh, and pitchers that can really uh, play to the under. Well, I'm, you know exactly. I am going to take the under eight and a half in the uh, the Twins and the Indians uh, game. I'm also going to take Casey Mize. So Casey Mize, the pitcher, guys for the Detroit Tigers, making just his second big league start. First pitcher since Steven Strasburg ten years ago to um, to strike out seven in his Major League Baseball debut. He only went four four uh, four and two thirds innings, four and a third or whatever, and uh, he struck out seven. It's four and a half. I go over four and a half strikeouts with Casey Mize, Detroit Tigers. Kenta Maeda. Kenta Maeda nearly had a no-hitter last time he was on the hill. His strikeout prop is five and a half, and it's plus money to the over. Well, you know what? Um, If it's a trap, call me Little Timmy because I just fell into the well. Give me Kenta Maeda over five and a half strikeouts, plus 104. Trevor Bauer over seven and a half. Uh, strikeout. Like so three strikeout props. Casey Mize over four and a half. Kenta Maeda over five and a half. Trevor Bauer over seven and a half. Let's go with the Twins and the Tribe under eight and a half. And we'll have another late uh, baseball pick uh, for you on in game live as far as the hockey is concerned. I like the New York Islanders uh, tonight. I'll take the Islanders plus 100. Um, as far as the total is concerned, I just can't play the four and a half right now, Ken. No, no. The four and a half, it's over minus 182, but maybe we'll tack it in-game. In-game live next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 